Greetings and welcome to the podcast show Touching People for Heaven with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of Jesus that there will be something here in this episode that you can use in your life, in the life of your family and your friends. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, are you ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 1919 and is titled, He Came Into All the Country. Today is Sunday, March 10th, 2019. How time goes by. It is Today is the first day of Daylight Savings Time and... I just changed my clocks on my stove, so now I'm all set for the uh, for the next few months. Pretty excited about that. And it was a beautiful day here in Boulder, Colorado. So, and I've got my hot tea. Today I don't have any Trader Joe's green tea. I've got the Celestial Seasonings ginger tea. And man, is it good. Mmm. Ah, Got to get some tea. I have a kind of a funny or odd or unique discourse for today. So let's get started. Luke 3, 3, and I'll read from the King James Version. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. At first glance, you would think, what a simple title. He came into all the country. Really. However, what you would not know until now was, I had another verse that I wanted to write about in today's discourse on the Word of God. And it was on an entirely different topic and discussion, and even about a woman rather than a man. (laughs) You see, the Spirit knows what should be written about and preached about. Yes, that is 100% true. But let's see just how many of us do exactly what the Holy Ghost wants us to do. I think we all would be quite surprised at how many or how few follow closely the Holy Spirit. Some other time, maybe I can write about the other topic that nearly always has my interest. But for today, let's get into our topic. The title is, again, He Came Into All the Country. Once again, here is our scripture. It's found in Luke 3, verse 3. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. When I read this, and when you read this or hear this, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Here is a list of things that I see. You may see more or less or hear more or less. And just to refresh, I'm also writing and reading this on this podcast as I write a discourse that I post onto my blog. And um, it also this discourse is a part of a book that I'm currently writing. I think I'm up to somewhere around 50,000 words now, like 31 or 32 chapters in the book. Got another 10 chapters to go, and I'll be finished with that book, hopefully someday soon. (laughs) And uh, so what I'm doing is I'm writing discourses on various scriptures that come to me as I do my schoolwork of studying the Bible. 
and then I record a show like I'm doing now, Touching People for Heaven, which is my theme of what I've been doing for many, 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 many years, probably several decades. That has been a topic of mine, Touching People for Heaven, and also the name of the show. And uh, so, so what I'm doing is I'm actually going through the discourse that I've just currently written. I don't know how many words it is, but most of the discourses that I've written lately are averaging around 2,000 words, some more, some less, but somewhere in that ballpark. It was around 13 or 1,400, then it jumped up to around 17, 1,800, and then it kept is bounced. The last 10 or so discourses I've written has been bouncing around 2,000. I think the most I wrote was like 2,900 words. I just can't believe it. You know, I got an F in English. Never, I got Fs on all my quizzes. I got Fs on all my tests. And I failed at everything in English for years. <laughs> so, and uh, so you could probably tell the way I talk. <laughs> it's not really an English scholar. But I do study the Word of God, and I do like what I do, and I enjoy it. And I'm called to, to a preacher, to be, in pre, to be a preacher for about 40-some-odd years now. And, um, man, it's been really a great time. Really great. So, now that I've took a little detour there, let me get another sip of tea here. So, if you have some tea, take a sip. Mm. Boy, that ginger tea, that kind of hits the spot. That's kind of a... It kind of wakes you up a little bit. I really like ginger. So when I read this or when you read this topic or hear it, here's a list of things that I see or may or may you may see or read. It depends on where we are at the moment. You know, if you're walking as you listen to this podcast, if you're driving or if you're sitting and listening, you know, just wherever you are at the moment and also the moment of where you are in your Christian walk. That will also determine what words in a particular verse stand out to you. So I'll list them here. Here are the words that I picked out that just kind of jumped off the page at me, I guess you'd say. And I'll read them here. It's came, all, country about, preaching, baptism, repentance, remission, sins. Okay? Let's see, that's uh, that's eight things that came to me, eight words that came to me. It almost seems like the entire verse. <laughs> the reason why that is is because of my time that I've spent in the Word of God. It's a lot, a lot. So when I see these words, I see words and phrases and other scriptures behind these words and around these words. And I can see them in other books because there's 66 books in the Bible and uh, cover to cover, Old and New Testament. And if you've gone through the, New Te- the Bible many, many, many times, you'll begin to see words and phrases and verses that are scattered throughout, like a, like a, like a steady stream of theme, a theme from cover to cover. And then when you read one particular verse, your mind will think of all the other places that you've seen that verse or seen that context or seen that story or seen that parable. And as you read the Word of God, the Word of God will become cohesive, one element. 
And when it becomes, when the book becomes one instead of a, a confusing mess, which to many in the beginning it looks very confusing and very contradictory and just really off the wall. You can't figure out what's going on. But when you've gone through it enough times, you will see how it all fits together. It is just simply amazing, which is why we serve an amazing God. Isn't that wonderful? So it's sort of like I see a tapestry of beautiful colors and pictures of wonder. I find the Word of God the most mesmerizing book in all my life. And I've read hundreds and hundreds in all stratas of life, most of which I sincerely wish I had never read and studied. But life goes on as the saying goes. Before we get into more of this verse, let's look at a few others, like Matthew 3, 5. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan. Mark 1, 4. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Mark 1, 5. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. John 1.28, these things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. Here are some more verses to build our tapestry. Matthew 3.6, And were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. Matthew 3.11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Mark 1.4, John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. John 1.31, And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. Acts 13.24, When John had first preached before his coming the baptism of repentance to all the people, of Israel. Acts 19.4 Then said Paul, John verily baptized with of repentance, baptized with the baptism of repentance, sorry, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Acts 22.16 And now why tarriest thou Arise, and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Luke one seven seven. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. There is so much here in this tiny verse. I'm not sure why the Holy Spirit has me tackle these tiny verses, but they hold so much water. It's incredible. Here's some more verses relating to our verse 
in our discourse. From the Old Testament, Isaiah 43, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Sounds like he's a trucker, huh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Malachi 3.1 Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Here's another fascinating connection to our verse. It's found in 1 Chronicles 2, 9. The sons also of Hezron that were born unto him, um, Jeremel and Ram and Chalubai. <laughs> Interesting, huh? I think those are um, people that are in John the Baptist's um, um, uh, genealogy. You know, Harris. You know, is came before him. <laughs> Sorry, I lost my words there. Um, funny how certain scriptures just make you stop in your tracks, going, and you say, "What?" <laughs> but you just kind of go on. So Luke 3, 3, this is our verse that we're studying. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. I think what I want to do now is list back out the words I selected earlier and then briefly talk about each one. Sound good? All right, let's do it. Here are the words again. Came, all, country about, Preaching, baptism, repentance, remission, sins. And it's time for a sip of tea. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> First word, came. What I see here is that motion is important. It's, I'm kind of chuckling to myself because I'm reading my discourse and in parentheses I have, I just had to stop for a moment and get some tea laughing. God is so good. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, moving and not being still and are just sitting in a chair and waiting for something to happen. You know, the armchair enthusiast. They seem to have all the answers and all the counsel of a seasoned pro. This is so funny. I've heard guys talk about how they would be a trucker and how they would do it and, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. As you may know, I spent 40 years out there on the highway, three, mile, three million miles trucking all the 48 states, lower 48 states. People ask me sometimes, 48 states? I thought there was 50 states. Well, I never trucked to Alaska. I never drove my truck to Hawaii. <laughs> so... In the lower 48, lower United States, there's 48 states. <laughs> so, and I also um, uh, traveled through three Canadian provinces in the truck uh, during oil field days. Anyways, truly, there has been many places in the U.S. and Canada that I've not trucked into and out of 
But these guys who sit and watch trucking movies and trucking shows and look at maps and all that kind of stuff, it's so silly. But to them, it's real and serious. Okay, you win. (laughs) Uh, You see, John the Baptist didn't sit in his mommy's house and contemplate what he should do to serve the Lord. I'm just sitting here cracking up because I can think of so many examples. It's hilarious. So the point is, get going, dude. (laughs) Okay. Next word, all. John Baptist didn't just go down the block and then go and then come back home. He went everywhere, everywhere there was to go. He covered all the ground and made sure that he went into all the area. I guess you could say that he saturated the countryside with his message. Are we, going th- are we doing the same thing with our calling and our message? What was that? Yeah, just get going. It will all come to you as you go. Yes, a little planning is good. To be prepared for whatever may happen is good and wise. How long does that take, though? In my case, the work I've done in the past required schooling and training. But guess what? I didn't go to school and sit at a desk for years on end before doing something. I worked at my profession, whatever I was doing at the time, and studied on my off times. To me, on-the-job training is almost the best there is. Of course, there are certain jobs that can't be done until fully trained. You know, like brain surgery. (laughs) But But let's get real. Most jobs that students are studying for can also be done in a smaller fashion while they're going to school. Okay? So let's move on to the next word. Country about. This relates to a specific region that God had called John into. This is important because whenever God calls you to go there, go there only. Like, I'm in Boulder, Colorado, because this is where God called me to. I didn't go to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or Bangor, Maine, or even Key West, Florida. And I didn't stay in the town that I've lived in for the last 28 years. God has a reason why he's calling you to the geographical location you're told to go to. Look all through the Old Testament at the prophets and see all the places God told them to go. It's always amazed me why God picks certain locations on the map to send his people. I really don't have an answer on why he does this. You just got to go, man. Take off when God tells you to. Hit the road and don't look back. Keep your eyes on the light, which lights the path in front of you. Got it? Moving on. Had to get another cup of tea there. A little sip of tea. (laughs) I'm a little nervous. Next word, preaching. What got my attention here? is that this is the first time preaching is mentioned after the birth of Jesus. From here on in the scriptures, preaching is talked about and mentioned many, many times. But this is the first. 
That's one of those reasons why I like this verse after the Holy Spirit highlighted it. I'm a preacher, and when I hear about preaching, my ears perk up. And I don't preach like John Baptist nor like Jesus, but I do preach the way I've been taught by the Holy Spirit. And I stay on that path and style. It's, it's sort of like conversational manner, like I'm doing now, in a sense. Of course, doing a podcast, a show, kind of like a radio show, because with this mic and all this gear I have in front of me here and computers and all the recording stuff going on, I it's kind of overwhelming, actually. <laughs> It's a little different than when you're standing on stage with one microphone and you got people in front of you, or when you're on the streets. Like last night when I was preaching with my uh, my new uh, preaching banner. I have a four-foot-by-four-foot four banner that I've just got in uh, the night before. So the very next day I went out with the banner and talked to probably, I don't know, 60 people, something like that, maybe more, maybe less. And probably a hundred people in cars saw me and uh, had a great time. Had a great time last night. So anyways, the next word here is, um, did I jump ahead here? Let me see here. Um, Oh, I did jump ahead. I'm sorry. Let's back up a little bit. Uh, In a conversational manner, I just said that. When I minister, it seems to be mostly in the prophetic with many of the gifts of the Spirit in operation. And when you preach, follow after the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is your teacher and coach. When I hear preachers copying other preachers, immediately I know there's probably something wrong someplace. Good preachers are one of a kind. God doesn't need another John the Baptist nor another Apostle Paul. Does he? Okay, let's move on now. The next word here is baptism. To be baptized is to be fully under and inside whatever it is you're in. It's like the word we use in the educational circles, immersion. It's being all in or nothing. It's going for it. It's not looking back and wanting to go back. Once you commit, you're in. You got to get fully into it. And not just a sprinkling. It's getting soaked to the bone knowing that it's just fine. I can see your smile. Yeah, smiling because you know that going all in is the secret to success in preaching and trucking and every endeavor we ever do in our life. It just is. You got to go all in. You got to go all in. That's baptism. Baptism is not dipping your toe in. Baptism will always be scary at first and then exhilarating to the max. What a ride when we commit and get baptized. By the way, there are three types of baptism in the Bible. At some other time, I'll talk about each of those. But let's move on. Repentance. Now, this is where the majority of Christians struggle. Turning away from sin, from the lust of the world and all it has to offer, and not longing for sin again is tough for some. Not everybody, but more than we could care to acknowledge. Repentance is 
turning away, making up your mind in a decision. Repentance carries the idea that at the moment or at the point of repentance, all has become brand new and a new life has begun. The Bible talks at length about flesh versus spirit, earth versus heaven, and heaven versus hell. This one word, repentance, can be talked about for hours on end, I guess, but in a short brief, let's say this. If you're headed south, then turn around, head north. If you're headed west, then turn around and head east. That's about it, really. No, you can't have all your cake or have your cake and eat it too. Or, you know, however that silly phrase goes. <laughs> all right, next. Remission. Man, this is getting long. I haven't written in a little while, you know, and I think that I could have, I, I didn't think I could write anything at all, but or even speak. But the words just keep coming and my arms were getting tired when I was typing and now my voice is getting sore from talking. I mean, I've been talking for 25 minutes already. <laughs> Can you believe that? This is just uh, amazing. But it sounds interesting to me. So what does remission really mean? Let's get a dictionary out. I just copied what the Webster 1913 edition has to say. So remember that I'm using the Sword Searcher Bible software to write my discourses on, and, and I'm actually reading off the discourse right now on the computer. And it has lots of different and unique volumes to call, call upon. I think it's okay to copy a definition for our purpose here. And I just copied just a, you know, a, a portion of it. So here is remission. It's a noun. It comes from the French word and a Latin word. So it's a combination of French and Latin, and, which makes our word remission. The first part of the definition is the act of remitting or surrendering resigning, or giving up. The second part is discharge from that which is due, relinquishment of a claim, or a right, or obligation, or a pardon of transgression, release from forfeiture, or penalty, or death, etc. Matthew twenty six twenty eight says, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. So, it's kind of an interesting word, isn't it? There was more, but I just copied this small part here. I just, that's all I've read right here to you. If I find out that I'm not supposed to copy like this, then I'll repent for the remission of my sin. <laughs> that sounds about right. What do you think? Mm-hmm. It's important. You know, if you want to... Uh, if you want to get on my prayer list, I pray over my prayer list every single day. And I lift every single person up to the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you subscribe to anything that I have, my like someplace will be a name or or a email or a prayer request. That'll go on my all all the people who subscribe go into a prayer list. And that's what I pray over every day. So if that's of interest to you, please subscribe. <laughs> the next word, sins. And it's actually the last word, too, I just noticed. So finally, 
we get to the biggie. For whatever reason, many of the new modern versions are replacing this word, sin, with words like mistake, error, goofed up, should not have done it, and all other kinds of sidestepping words that never point to the real word of sin. S-I-N, sin. Let me list a few verses here that list out many of the sins that are in the Word of God. Let's see if we're doing any of them. Let's see if we are doing any of them. Oh, I like that. Didn't know I wrote that. (laughs) Galatians 5.19 Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, drunkenness also includes drugs, not just alcohol, drugs, and some types of foods, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That was in Galatians 5.19. By the way, you could also read this that I'm speaking on my blog. And you can, there's links in different places that you can go and to my blog and take a look at it. The next verse here is 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, no, idolaters, yeah, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Wow. That's enough. There's more, actually, but that's enough to keep a sinner busy going over and over these lists of sins. (laughs) Oh, and don't forget the Ten Commandments. You can find those in Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. Yeah, that's the law. You know, but I can hear it already. But John, love is more important to preach on. Love. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That is why preaching against sin is an act of love. If you go back and read through Galatians, you will see that to love is not to sin against others. And all those sins are against others or against yourself. Yeah. Yes, sin is, is, is against love. So when you preach against sin, you're actually preaching love. Interesting, huh? So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the main verse right here for us to ponder on, and I'll actually say it on the podcast because it's really, really important. One verse, Galatians 5.14, and you should read, when you go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 14, read the ones above it and the words below it, and also pull out Exodus 20, 
verses 1 through 17. That's the Ten Commandments. Put those two things together. So let me read this verse. For all the law, the law being the Ten Commandments, the laws of Moses, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I'll say that again. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So let's wrap this up with the verse of the discourse. It's Luke 3, 3. And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. All right, folks. God is good. And something good is going to happen to you. As I've heard Oral Roberts say so many times. By the way, I spent five years on the Oral Roberts University campus when I was in ministry training. So, class is dismissed.